Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gonna take it. Got it. Wins. Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into the final. Uh, I guess, active NBA uh, playoff edition of the uh, Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan. And uh, we have an NBA champion, uh, Robert. And I I don't think anybody's surprised, right? I mean, it kind of was inevitable uh, that we thought the Lakers were going to win it once the Clippers got knocked out, correct? Yes. um, The Lakers, uh, they definitely were the the most deserving team. Uh, And what an odyssey. If you go back to them being stranded in China. And that's how their season started. Seems like years ago. With Daryl Morey's tweet upending the NBA. And by the way, did you notice that the uh, fifth game was on Chinese television? Was it? No, I didn't know that. They came back and the CCTV did the game, allowed the game. So I, I I guess last night as well, but I know game five was first time all year that there was a little rapprochement, if you will, wherever the word in Chinese is, I have no idea. But um, season starts, and then we get the Kobe Bryant trauma uh, and, and, and how that rocked the entire community. And, and, of course, the Lakers as an organization. And then, you know, for them to, to be the ones to survive the bubble and, and, and negotiate the bubble uh, as well as anybody did. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was a it, it's a terrific story. It really is. And, and they're very deserving. And I don't want anybody casting any aspersions on the legitimacy of the triumph. It, it was a it was one of the, the weirdest and most well, I, you can't be most a unique circumstance in NBA history. And they should they ought to be commended for negotiating it as well as they did. Yeah, 131 days in between yeah. the shutdown. And uh, LeBron, you heard LeBron talk about it after the game last night and how challenging it was. And yeah. some people would scoff at it, Bob, but but it is true. I mean, first of all, you've got to keep yourself in, in, in great shape in that time that you're off. And, and nobody questioned whether LeBron was going to be able to do that, right? Like yeah. we knew LeBron was working out at home, pacing himself, but uh, ready to go at 35 years old. And Anthony Davis, we had no question about. The biggest question was obviously always the supporting cast. Was Mm -hmm. it enough? But I feel like, Bob, this year it was enough because Golden State didn't have Steph and Clay. Um, KD was out for the year. 
I don't want to take away from what they did, but certainly there were some things that played out uh, in favor of LeBron and winning his fourth title uh, and getting the Lakers back on top, weren't there? Yeah, there were uh, quality of opponents and all that stuff, and big uh, But uh, in the end, uh, he reminded everybody uh, this, this discussion, you know. And no, you'll never look. It's an unwinnable discussion, the goat thing. Okay, there's going to be, and that's fine. Uh, but the there's no question that he has a certain achievements and no one else can take touch. And the nightly triple doubles in the in the finals are an extraordinary feat. You know, yeah, to the point where you take them for granted. Yeah, it's just totally and utterly. Of course, he's going to have a triple double. I thought, um, and Davis lived up to, you know, in the ending, there were some moments of doubt. Remember the, the little rebound drought that he went through? Yeah. A couple of games where he doesn't get a rebound until nope. the third quarter. What is that all about? You say to yourself, you know, that was part of his storyline. And, and he was, there were demands for him to assert himself. And he did. And of course, he had the great shot against Denver, which turned that series around. And uh, I mean, he was everything he's supposed to be. Uh, if, you, if you didn't understand what makes Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis at both ends of the floor. You saw it in this series, right? You saw it in this series defensively. There were times it seemed like he was guarding three guys. I mean, he would be on his guy and he, he would, he would cover up for somebody else. He'd make a play, get back. He was, he was all over the place. It was, it was tremendous. The one great X factor though, that nobody projected, nobody had into the equation when we started bubble basketball. And even when we started the playoffs, when he was injured and wasn't even in a uniform and without which they might, whom they might not be sitting here as happily as they are this morning is Rajon Rondo. That's the great X factor of the playoffs was the contribution that he was able to make. Amazing to me. I've not been a Rondo fan for the majority of his career, to be honest. I I just, I don't know what it was. Maybe (laughs) it was that every head coach couldn't stand them. Um, You know, he was around, you know, three hall of famers in Boston that I felt like, you know, fit perfectly with his game. Uh, he doesn't defend like he used to. He had been kind of a locker room pain in the ass. Um, but I've got a lot of respect for Rondo and, and how he's been the last few years. And certainly in this series, uh, in the playoffs, he, he was huge. When they needed – we always talked about how they needed a third guy, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a consistent – people thought it was going to be Kyle Kuzma. It was yeah. not. I mean, no. Kyle Kuzma, not even close to being a third guy – like you said, it kind of rotated, but the guys that I thought stepped up when when necessary were Rondo and, and Contavious Caldwell Pope. Those were the two that I thought really well got it. I think this is going to be a big career booster for him too. Uh, you know, he, he hope he doesn't get any delusions of grandeur. Stay where you are, young man, at least until That's you know right. who retires. Don't yes. don't get wooed away by some you know some delusionary contract. With the, I don't know you're in so a good place. Years. Right. This, a, this will add years to your to your career. You're in a real you good place, here. young man. You stay there, right? Absolutely, positively. No, it was a floating, a rotating thing. Uh, even and by the way, I'm happy, and I am really respectful, of, happy for and respectful of Danny Green for the way he handled that idiocy, Class. that frightening yeah. window into the real world that we're living in. You know, look at the governor of Michigan, and. Uh, I'm saying the way he handled that ridiculous idea of, of a death threat for his fiance and himself with class and, and they win and he, you know, he doesn't have to worry about it now. You know, he doesn't have to worry about it. I'm glad. I mean, I would have, that would have been really a terrible thing if, if, if they had ever lost the series. 
So yeah, I live with that people, the nonsensical thing. I, I don't know if you saw my tweet last night at the end of the game, but uh, Kevin O'Connor writes for the ringer from Boston here uh, does a great job tweeted mm-hmm. out. He said a poll who should be the MVP of the finals, LeBron or Anthony Davis. And uh, LeBron won it. He swept it. But my pick was Rich Paul. Oh yeah. Right. I did see that. <laughs> I mean, listen, without Rich Paul, right. LeBron doesn't have a running mate. Right. I mean, that was the big trade June 17th, 2019 rich Paul really uh, makes the trade that changed the, the entire equation right here, because oh, yeah. at that point before that Anthony Davis was going to ride it out with new Orleans. Remember they had, they had a year and a half ago, they had won a playoff series. Everybody was excited about New Orleans. Uh, then they start uh, struggling again. And, and he basically, Rich Paul, um, signs AD and convinces him, hey, listen, I can get you to L.A. I can certainly <laughs> get you out of New Orleans, and, and we'll get you somewhere you can win. But um, I'm going to get you with my, my boy, LeBron, and, and we're really going to get things done. And the trade was, you know, listen, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, uh, a few number one picks, including the number four pick a year ago. Uh, it looked like a good amount, uh, but ultimately, and there were, there were more, it was a 2024 first round swap in 2023. <laughs> None of it matters because now the Lakers, they they, they are not going to have to rely on draft picks um, while they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis because somebody else is going to want to come, period. Uh, veterans are going to want to come to finish out their career and win a title as long as LeBron is LeBron and Anthony Davis is there. So draft picks, meaningless for a team like yeah. that. Which, by the way, one of those veterans, my least favorite player, but he's got a ring now. Amazing. And I was happy, though, he had nothing to do with the game last night. When they got their lead, <laughs> he hadn't played a second. And so that made me feel good. I tweeted that out to my daughter. Ah, he hasn't played one second. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy. But he won but, a damn uh, title. Bobby I know. Wanted. I feel vindictive. I gotta stop this. I gotta. I gotta get over this. <laughs> you really? I mean, I know we gotta I'm get really... you, you and Dwight in a room together and make peace. <laughs> you know, maybe. But I. But it's off. It's it's history now. This basketball season's over, so I I can stop dumping on Dwight Howard. Okay, that's fine. But uh, uh, yeah, but he gets a ring. Also, a sign of absolute poem. Absolutely nothing except I'm happy for him. Uh, Jared Dudley yeah. was that. He's he's had a 13 year career. We'll get him on the pod now. Jared's been ducking us a little bit. I didn't try too hard because he's been in the bubble focused on, uh, but, I don't know. You no, know, he's, he's one of my all-time, really my second favorite all-time BC player after Terry Driscoll. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I have to go with my, not my, not classmate, but missed him by one year. But he's the, he's the greatest forward in, NBA, in BC history and arguably the best player. You know, you can argue. And, and, and um, anyway, I'm t- he gets a ring and he, he had that Yoda presence. He was there. He was their answer to Udonis Haslam, as it turns out. And, and, you know, really a, a nice, nice cherry on his career Sunday for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, again, you, you went back to it and that's every discussion today, tomorrow is going to be about who's the greatest LeBron MJ. They're going to beat it to death. We've talked about it. Uh, I really don't want to get into it a whole no. hell of a lot other than the fact that, um, they're both incredible players. They're, they're both so different, which is hard to pick one, it, is that their games are so different. Yet, again, we lived through both of them, both of their primes, and, and they were both so special. I mean, listen, I've seen LeBron since he was like 14 years old. 
I've not seen it for 20 years from <laughs> high school uh, to obviously the early yeah. years in the NBA to now. The, the one thing that I'll say about LeBron, and, and there have been blips throughout his career, but almost every time I have watched LeBron James, he has shown up, he has come to play, he has made an impact on the game, an imprint on the game, whether it's scoring, obviously making people better, rebounding, um, you know, leadership. I mean, listen, who could take J.R. Smith, Dion Waiters, <laughs> all these guys that we thought when they signed them, oh, no, they're going to be relying on these dudes and they're going to screw it up because they're going to want to play more. They're, they're knuckleheads. Um, well, even Rondo to some <laughs> extent. But LeBron has a way. He has a way of, of leading. And some people will question his his leadership style. Uh, but ultimately, he has a way of leading and, and, and finding a way to get everybody on the same page. He did have the two lulls, 2010. Yep. I was there, Jeff. And it is true. If he didn't quit, he certainly didn't put himself out. He gave up. I do think. I really do think so. And then in 11, he hadn't. He still hadn't come to that realization. I got to do it. I got to take over. I got to be the man. Stop being this deferential, you know, guy. And that was a turning point in his career, in my opinion. I think you're right. Is, is, yep. is losing the, to the Mavericks. We'll never know, you know, if they hadn't done that to, and, and being and be criticized for it and, and how he responded, you know, and he turned his career around into what we've seen now. But, you know, Michael never had that. Michael's got no back. Michael's. First, he was a killer. Got, he, he was a fact, killer. He first got everybody's attention, yeah. everybody's attention, with that sixty-three point game against the Celtics in a losing effort. He was the noble winner. People still to this day assume they won that game. <laughs> they didn't win the game, and and but that's the day that he became Michael Jordan in the NBA. Was that day in a loss? He never. And then from that point on, it was just you know, all right. So they're, they're, so, they're, so LeBron's quote. Uh, I've still got a lot of years left. He turns Ooh, 36. Sounds like Tom Brady. <laughs> well, I was going to say, listen, he, he turns 36 in December, Bob. Uh, Tom Brady's what? What is he, 42? Well, I mean, in, 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 in a parallel. He's 43. Brady's playing at 43. All right, 43. Could you see LeBron playing at, at, at even 90% of what he is right now at 40 years old? Well, I'll tell you what, Vince Carter lasted into his 40s. Now, he did, he's not LeBron James, and, and, and he was still a viable NBA player. And, in fact, his career ended due to the bubble, you know, but basketball abruptly ended his career, you know, without, you know. Uh, but anyway, usually the guys who do last that long are the big guys, you know, the, the Robert Parrishes, the Kevin Willis's. Um, they don't have to run the whole floor all the time. Their games are, you know, spurts of energy, not, you know, and, and, there's never been anything like LeBron to go that long. I mean, Vince, I'm, who else is 40 that it wasn't a big man that played in the game? I can't think of anybody. Yeah, Sue Bird. Been anybody. Sue Bird. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> God love her. You know, she's, she'll, she'll be 40. What's today? The 11th? No. Yeah. Today's the 12th. 12. She was 40 yesterday. Was she? Yeah. How she do you know her birthday? The so, That's scary. That you anyway, know Sue Bird's answer your question. Pardon me? That's scary that you know Sue Bird's birthday. Well, I, I, she fascinated me during that final. She really, yeah, when she got that 16 assist game, I got, I got back on the super bandwagon, you know, but I was always, I've always been on it. I've always liked her, liked her since uh, her, her UConn days. Anyway, answer your question is we haven't seen anything like this at 40. I don't know how viable. Havlicek was 38 when, and he went out 
averaging 16 a game on a bad team and missed Larry Bird by one year and said that if he had ever known what that would have meant, you know, you know what John Havlicek used to do? This is a fact. He would go practice on his birthday, which is April 8th into his mid forties and he'd go practice with the team on his birthday and they couldn't believe how good he was. <laughs> so he didn't quit cause he couldn't play. Yep. He quit cause he, he had enough yep. and it wasn't looking good at the moment. And he didn't know they were going to have a Larry bird or else he would have stuck around. And so that'll be, LeBron LeBron will be an, Jeff, right. he'll be in uncharted waters yeah. when he, he's already there at this level, but when he gets to 37 to 38, if he's still 90% of this, utterly uncharted waters for all of us to watch a basketball player do what he can do at the, if he can do that at that age. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, to team, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head up to BetOnline online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Listen, as, as long as he's got Anthony Davis uh, with him, and most of this team uh, will be back. Most of the core, I guess, if you oh, yeah, the core, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Pope's back. A, a, a lot of the, the, you know, the key guys, if you want to call them that, are back. But they're all replaceable. Let's face it. All you could you could start over as long as you go LeBron and AD, and you have to you fill in three through eight. He won't, be, he won't be going anywhere. At least he won't be told. It's Alex Caruso, and there's a guy that's found a blissful home, huh? Yeah, no he's doubt. He's a contributor. I mean, yep. he he matters. And of course, you remember I go back to that Wall Street Journal story of a month ago, five weeks ago, in which the, these metrics claim that he's the most useful teammate. LeBron had ever had period to help him with, with there's some, you know, I mean, there's some complicated metrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to be really complicated to come to that conclusion naturally. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, Alex Caruso has got a nice little home there. If, you know, if they don't, they, and I don't think there's any reason why they'd want to kick him out, you know? Uh, no, so listen, this, this team will go into next year as the favorite uh, LeBron will go in with a chance to, to win uh, number five next season. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens with the Clippers. They still don't have a coach. Uh, can they kind of get on the same page yeah. uh, next season? You know, and, and what does next season look like, Pop? I mean, that's the other part right now. We have no idea. We have focused on the moment, which has been important, right? right. Amazing job. And I tweeted it to Adam Silver in the NBA to pull yep. this thing off the way they did. Yep. But, but, but. Now they got to figure out uh, next season and do you try to do some sort of bubble? I don't think they will. I think they'll try to do it arenas like, like we've seen now. And I think it'll be push it back till probably February. I can't even, I don't even want to think about another year of, of for anybody of no fans right. that if it's going to be limited, it's got to be some, I, I just didn't even want to think about that. Uh, so I don't know uh, that at all. By the way, among the other fallouts to, for me uh, about watching how this evolved for them to be champions Yet another uh, example of how basketball has evolved in the positionless basketball era, because you know, yeah, Howard had his moments, and they and oh, whatever happened to Javale McGee? That's by right. the way, they That's kicked right. him off the. They just eliminated him from the discussion. Amazing, right? 
they gave a role to Howard, a limited role to Howard, and he fulfilled like as much as I, you know, he fulfilled what that he had a good, he was important to them this year. I know that, but in the end, it was the only big that mattered was Davis, yeah. and he's a classic modern big in that he's unclassifiable. He's not a five. He's not a four. He's a big. He's a big that can do anything you need him to do, and 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 which is the way to just how to, and this really was started with the Warriors. You know, yeah, they they had. You know, they 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 had a nominal five men start a game, and then they would take them out, and right. and 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 they would go the rest of the way. You know, with Draymond Green, and anyway, we're so much into that now. It is we're not going back. I don't think. Uh, I mean, not I, for a long time, Bob. You know, not I don't know who's going to make. Time. You know, so because because young kids are not they're, they're all being coached to be this kind of big seven footers are being coached to be this way. I mean, look so. at look at Jaleel Okafor, right? Drafted. Oh. When I saw him through AU ball and through Duke, I was like, all right, this kid's going to be one of the better bigs in the NBA. And he probably would have been had it been 15 years ago, but he can't even, he can't even get in the court right now because again, what is he? He's a plotting, you know, non-athletic or average athletic big who can score around the post, but people don't want that. And he can't really guard. I remember being so impressed with his footwork though. Yep. I was really impressed. I was I was definitely a believer that he was going to be a, a big factor. And, you know, yeah. So, no. Um, so what are you going to do now? You, what, what do you got? You got 45 days between now and college basketball starting up. Now, the good thing is, Bob, um, we, we can really get you locked into college hoops this year. Well, Really locked yeah. in, right? There's no yes. competition. Oh, when it starts, absolutely. And, and that's fine with me. You know, it's my, that was my, look, that's my breeding ground. That's my two foundation sports growing up with college basketball and major league baseball as a direct result of my father's involvement in both. My father was involved in, in baseball and sports and baseball. And, and, and we had connections with both the giants and Phillies through their, through the minor leagues of the giants affiliation and, and him working in Philadelphia and knowing Philadelphia. Anyway. And then I, I was going to the big five games before there were big five games. I was going to the Plestro and I was six years old. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's still my heart. It's still college basketball. You look up on this, on this, uh, bookcase and up the upper right hand corner you'll find every issue of blue ribbon magazine since they came into being in 1981 so you know yeah i'm 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 looking forward to getting back into college you know college basketball so uh i gave you some homework last week i did of of come up with the arena you've been to over 200 201 venues venues which includes professional arenas where i've seen college games but i'm telling you i don't cheat and count college arenas where I saw NBA exhibition games and I, and did not get back for a college game, which would include Wyoming, Toledo, uh, 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 the, uh, the original Ohio State, help me out. And um, uh, so anyway, and there's a, a couple more. There's five yeah. of them that I, I've seen so, yeah. NBA exhibitions and I don't count them. But so I, give, I, me, I, give me your, your, your top 10 college basketball um arenas or, or, or whatever programs that you would, you want to see a game at, yes. what are they? Number one, Number Oklahoma one. State. Oklahoma State. Gallagher-Iber Arena, which I know has been remodeled and is not the charming thing it was before, but it's still supposed to be pretty damn good. Number two, based on Jeff Goodman's incessant lobbying, Gonzaga. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We need to get you to Spokane, to the camp. Number three. Michigan State. Oh, you've never been to Michigan State? I want to go visit Coach wow. 
Wow. Coachy there, Coach Izzo. At, uh, and and uh, no, I, I didn't make it to Jenison, and I have not been to this wrestling. This okay. Number four, Creighton. Ooh, interesting. Omaha, Creighton. Got a little bit of a wine and cheese crowd. Uh, I compare it a little bit to North Carolina. Similar crowd. A little yeah, bit really, older, huh? but, but they're really good. Really good. Number five, you're sitting down. You might right. want to lie down. Go ahead. And you'll say, St. Francis of Loretto. What? St. Francis of PA? <laughs> because of Maurice Stokes. And the fat. Now, listen to me. Maurice Stokes. And for some reason, and I don't know, Jeff, what it was and how it came about. But some, I became aware of Maurice Stokes through my father. Okay. When he was at Villanova as assistant athletic director. And, and uh, you know, and then, of course, I, he got in the NBA and, you know, we all know the story. He was, you know, and people should know the yep. story. But I've always been infatuated, therefore, okay. with St. Francis Loretto. I drove by it once on the Pensy Turnpike. Unfortunately, it was the summer. And I, 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 I've been aching to get that to St. Francis of Loretto. All right. Number six, West Virginia. Ooh, great place. Great place. West Virginia, which yeah. I actually listened to games on WWVA at, back in the in the day at, uh, on in the driving around town in Trenton on the car radio when you get yeah, Morgantown, good, cool, cool college town. Great, uh, I've been there a few times. Great place to watch a game. Number seven, South Dakota State. Ooh, I like the that Jack one. Rabbits. Yeah, I like that. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number eight. Number eight. I know it may be too late. Maybe not. Iowa State. Well, they're up and down. It, they're still rabid fans. So they'll, they'll be there. The team won't be quite as uh, good as it was with our boy George Niang, but uh, it'll be a great crowd. Number nine, Murray State. Oh, good one. I've never been there. Never the been racers. there, Bob. Number 10, because you got to have a big sky, Montana. <laughs> I, I want to listen st francis pa is still the best one i, I, I know you five. love that one i've been that's, to the other st francis twice have you in, in uh, new york brooklyn, Where, brooklyn. And, and oh uh, that's a great gym that's a gym second floor remsen street ask anybody you're walking down the street it's like suffolk here you're walking down the street and you don't know that that's the gym right there you walk it's right by like a, it looks like an office building right it's we'll, upstairs. We'll have to. We'll have to. Hopefully, if, if if fans and media are allowed, we'll have to knock out at least one of these. I wonder. No, I got to give you others receiving votes. Okay, go ahead. And nope. And is and I'll get the end. All right, Wichita State. Yep. Uh, uh, I know. We'll talk about them in a minute. We will. New Mexico State. I just like to go to a game in Las Cruces. I've okay. been in New Mexico. Yeah. Oklahoma. Great place. Utah State. I want to go to Utah State, too. Utah we missed State. our window. We should have went last year with Sam Merrill. I missed my window. I'm so upset I didn't get there. Just because I need an event in this town one way or the other, and football would be good, too, Washington State. Now, I've been to Pullman in the summer, and I, I've seen, yep. you know, by that Well, we can do that stadiums. in Gonzaga. We can knock that out in, when, when we go to Gonzaga. The next one is because I need to go there because – it's there, and I've been to every other school of merit in the area. Wagner. I want to go oh. to Staten Island. So I, I did that one once, Bob. You got to go planes, trains, automobiles, the full deal. You got to take a ferry. 
Yeah. Um, take the, the subway to yes. the ferry. Then I got off the ferry. I took a cab uh, to the oh, actual arena. One. It was uh, it was when the Hurley brothers were there. It's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Let, let's let's finish up. All right. All right. Got one more in that area. Dratty Gym, Manhattan. Oh, you've never been there? And one more. All right, I got one more in the category of just say, what the hell are you talking about? Mount St. Mary's. Yeah, that's a good one. Manhattan, we should go for the 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 big Steve Massiello, uh, Rick Pitino matchup between Manhattan and Iona Ooh. this year. Ooh, like that. We could knock okay. out uh, uh, that and, uh, well, that's probably all on your list that we can and do. By the way, there's one more that I want to close out a league. I've got, I've got seven of the eight members, but I don't have the eighth. That's Cornell. Uh, you've never been I've to been Cornell? To every, I've been to every other Ivy League vocation. Uh, all right, so one of those on the list was uh, Wichita State. Yes, something going on out there. Something, yeah, a little bit's been going on out at Wichita. A <laughs> um, little bit. It's, uh, yeah, we, I don't even know where to start with this. Well, thing. how did you, first of all, yeah, what, 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 what triggered this for you? So, so you know I keep track of the transfer list every year and have yes. been for 10, 15 years. Well, that's a so, full-time job now. You can't it, do anything it, else. Then. It really is. I mean, come like while I'm on the road covering the NCAA tournament, <laughs> every time out, legitimately every time out of every game that I'm covering, I'm trying to keep up with the, the damn transfer. Wow. It's ridiculous. Anyway, they had uh, eight guys going to the transfer portal this year, which <laughs> at that time was the uh, country, the national leader. They, 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 one kid came back. So they went down to seven and other schools, some other schools had eight. So they didn't end up being the leader in the clubhouse, but at the time they were. So my take was, what's going on here? I'd heard a lot of this stuff over the years about Greg Marshall, how crazy he was. Um, you know, you, you saw the the video in Canada when he absolutely lost it during an exhibition game. I saw that. Yeah, out of, out of his mind, lost it, you know, kind of pushed a, an assistant coach, you know, had to be restrained by multiple people. And, and again, going back, and I'll, I'll give you some context, when they went to the Final Four uh, years back, I was on Dan Patrick's show, and Dan Patrick asked me, he said, well, why hasn't this guy um, gotten a bigger job? And I said, you want to know the truth? I said, the reason is because he's not well-liked within the industry. A lot of people don't like Greg Marshall. He, he's abrasive. He's arrogant. Um, little did I know, uh, the next guest – behind me was Greg Marshall. Oh. He, played, he played that clip to intro Greg Marshall. So Greg Marshall got all upset Ooh. and said, well, I could say the same thing about Jeff Goodman. And I laughed when I heard that later, <laughs> who cares? Like, I don't care. I mean, and, and to me, he shouldn't have cared either because he should know that again, as he put in his statement, um, his coaching style is, is, is unique in, in a way, you know, not for everybody. So anyway, we didn't talk for years. Then uh, Matt Norlander of, of CBS kind of brokered where we were okay the last probably three, four years. I spent probably a half an hour with him at the Peach Jam a year ago this past July. He uh, and Gary Parrish and myself uh, broke bread over peaches, and we talked. We, we told plenty of stories. So it's not like I'm, you know, you know how it is. Anytime you write something, people think you're biased if you went after them, if, if, if you write some story that's, uh, negative about them. It, you're biased. I'm not biased at all. I, I just, I, I did the homework. 
I talked to all these players off the record that had put them, themselves in the transfer portal, got plenty of stories from that. One of the stories I ended up getting from that was, well, did you hear about years ago uh, that Shaq Morris got punched by Greg Marshall? I said, whoa, seriously? Yeah, we've heard this. Now, they weren't there for it because this was yeah. kids who had just transferred. So I started one thing led to another. Uh, I started talking to more and more players. It got to where I talked to about 30, 37 now, I believe, overall, former current players and coaches uh, at Wichita. So I did my homework here. I did my homework. I didn't rush it. And, Bob, the hard part was I couldn't get anybody on the record for the longest time, four months. Finally got Shaq Morris off the record about a month and a half ago. We talked. And he said, I said, will you go on the record? Not yet. But he led me to believe he would at some point. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to wait it out. Because, you know, these stories, if they're completely sourced, it's a whole lot easier to poke a hole in it, right? But if you get somebody coming forward and saying, Greg Marshall punched me. And he went on the record. And then I had another player, another teammate, Ty Taylor, go on the record and say, yes, I'm confirming on the record. I saw the punch. And then I've got now six other players off the record that are all scared to put their name out there because for a variety of reasons, some of them played four years at Wichita State and are revered in Wichita. And they don't want to screw that up. They make money going back, signing autographs, doing camps. The the fans love them. Uh, so a lot of these kids don't want to go on the record right now mm. because, frankly, it doesn't really benefit them. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I get it. You know, like we all want them to to be true to themselves and 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 say what happened. Uh, but ultimately, they're scared of the consequences and scared if, if Greg Marshall doesn't lose his job, what the retribution's going to be. So, yeah. uh, wrote the story, talked to Shaq Morris uh, Wednesday night. Funny story, Bob. So in Massachusetts, you need two-party consent to record, okay? In Maine, you only need one-party consent, okay? I didn't know if Shaq was going to consent or not. As it turns out, he did. I drove from here uh, over the border uh, from Newburyport, Mass, at night, at about 10 o'clock at night, uh, to the, the outlets in Maine, Kittery. It's only about 40 minutes, 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I know. Not where that it is. bad. Sat in the motel, mo- in, in some motel there in the in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> this is did like- the call. And the funniest part, at the end, I'm on, I just finished up with Shaq, and I was making a call to somebody else, and a cop comes over. And he's like, Sir, what you know, what do you the, the hotel uh complain? You've been here for a while. They didn't know what you were doing here. <laughs> I said, No, 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 I'm just uh, making a few calls. I'll be on my way in a minute. Um, but I talked to him for about an hour and then, uh, Thursday, uh, wrote the story in the morning, already had the story written. I had it written six weeks earlier. I just had to add in all the Shaq Morris quotes, everything like that. And, um, and then it's a process to, you know, legally, obviously, uh, lawyers want to look at it. They want to make sure it's buttoned up. Um, so it took a while and the athletic actually, uh, put something out prior to, to my story. Uh, they put something out about 9.30 that night uh, with a few of those stories, but all off the record stuff. So now where we stand is there's been an investigation. A lot of these kids either weren't contacted by the investigators that I've talked to or 
were contacted, but they were fearful that this was a Greg Marshall kind of led investigation, not a neutral, not an objective oh. investigation. So a lot of them didn't, didn't end up talking to the law firm that was doing the investigation. Uh, Shaq Morris told me he is going to speak to them uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, so I think that could change things, but for now, Greg Marshall still coaching practice, coaching <laughs> workouts, haven't suspended him indefinitely, which to me blows, blows me away how they I can saw, do that. I saw the lengthy, uh, statement in which there's no de- denying right. the punch. Right. Right. That's right. No That's denial, right. not even a non-denial denial. There was, uh, I could see. Um, it's, it's amazing it's, to me. It's amazing. Um, that well, that a coach think could about, do this. Think about what their nickname is. Yeah, Shark. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. Have you ever heard? Have you heard of? I, I'm sure you know. Years ago, it, it probably wasn't that uncommon. But have you heard of in college basketball a coach punching a player? No, punching? we've heard punching. No, you know, choking. Like you've heard of them you know? like grabbing them. Yeah, you know? we've had lots of grabs and right. Bobby Knight. You know. And, yes. and, and, and not, you know, physical physicality, but a punch. I actually heard it in football, yeah, but not in basketball that I can think of. No. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bombshell story. And, and it, it, it and I can only imagine uh, Jeff, that that is a, a, a company town sports program. It's the most important thing going on in, in Wichita athletically. Right. I no, mean, not even close. I mean, minor league baseball, I'm sure. And that's it. No, and it's um, all college uh, you know, it's just like, oh yeah. And they, it's, they're the stories. It, I, I imagine you won't be invited to too many uh, cocktail parties uh, of no. Wichita alums. They don't want to hear it. Right. A lot of them. I, I was sent a link uh, last night to their message board. Um, and uh-huh. I looked at it and, and I just kind of read them through. I was, I just, you know, you want to, you want to kind of feel what the vibe is among the fan base. And obviously being here in Boston, you can't, you can't do that. So in the, you know, these message boards, you don't know who it is, uh, what, what it represents. Like on Twitter, you know, if five people tweet me, sometimes you think that's everybody. That's a hundred (laughs) percent of the fan base. It's not, it's, it's a small percentage, but most of them were crushing me. Well, Again, Jeff Goodman's had it out for Greg Marshall for years, this, that. I'm like, I haven't had it out for the guy. I, I just, I speak the truth. And the truth was, when they got a number one seed years ago, I, I would say it on ESPN. Like, I didn't think they deserved it based on their their resume. Well, who cares? Like, that's killing Wichita State. Who cares? I've Listen, I've gone through plenty of stages where Mike Krzyzewski hasn't talked to me. Roy Williams hasn't talked to me. Sean Miller hasn't talked to me. By the way, I went to school at Arizona. You can go down the list of of big-name coaches, and I've had issues. Jim Calhoun didn't talk to me for a while. You name it. I've had issues with all of them, almost all of them, because of the fact that, yes, I will try to be honest. And and, in this case, I did – as much extensive reporting as I possibly could. How many, listen, Bob, you've been doing this a long, long time. 37 sources <laughs> oh, for a geez. story. How many, how many generally do you think like is okay for three. a story like this? Two, three. Right. No, I, I mean, I know. it was never my forte, right. you know, but you know, so but you know how I mean, it's done. I had, 
to do some of it. And but no, you're right. Three people, thirty-seven. That's mind-boggling to me. But you know what? The, all those, every one of these situations, all these coaches have in common is the, they're fiefdoms. They're all they all reside in fiefdoms. Yeah. You know, and um, it, it's it's that's such a different world, the college world. You know, as opposed to any professional world. You know. I mean, look what there happened at Oklahoma years ago and the, the Oklahoma and the bomb threats and everything else. And, you know, uh, and uh, we can go. It's just I mean, it's like it's, it's why I say among one of the many reasons I've said I love college sports, but I'm glad that I didn't devote my life to it. I mean, you know, that and, and that's not, that was, I was always part of my repertoire and I love going to big games. and I love going to fi- bowl games and I love going to the final four and the whole tournament. I live for March. I love my love, love March. And but. I could put it back on the shelf, but all these guys that I would meet that, that do it for a living and have to go through stuff—it's uh, different, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, know. again, this wasn't a fun one. This was no. not a fun one. People think this was like fun for me to do. It's never <clears> fun <throat> when you've got a, a guy punching a player, uh, uh, choking an assistant coach, and the worst—actually, the worst of the stories was—and I, I did not mention this player by name, but he body shamed a player. Uh, picked up his shirt, grabbed his stomach, called over the whole team, called over the strength coach, called this kid fat, ugly, um, made fun of him. And this player never really played again. And I talked to his dad and he said, listen, he has spent the last three years um, down in the basement of our house and he doesn't go out with friends. He doesn't talk to us. He's completely emotionally uh, distraught uh, going through all sorts of issues right now, mental health issues. Um, mm. So that one, that one hit me hard, Bob. Yeah. That one hit me hard. And again, a lot of, a lot of the, the, the former players have come out publicly um, really, you know, Clee Anthony early, some of these other guys um, defending Marshall and saying, well, this, you know, we never saw this. That's fine. You could say that, but calling some of today's players soft, um, oh. And don't call that kid soft because that kid's got major issues right now. And, yeah. and, and that's to me, if you want to say, Hey, I never saw it um, while I was, while I was there and Greg Marshall made me into a better player. That's fine. That's fine. I get it. Um, but there's two factions here. There's the old school prior to 2015 that has come out supporting Marshall. And then there's the new school, which really hasn't, other than Shaq Morris and Ty Taylor, a lot of these kids have not spoken up yet. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do. Well, good work. And, uh, you know, it's a, can I say, it's an interesting program. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, yeah, I, I just want, you know, like whatever comes out, I heard it. Listen, the only thing I could say, these people that are like, well, we, we got to wait and see what um, the investigation shows. I, I get that. And I totally agree with it. But the only thing I'll say to that is, I heard it from eight different people, eight different people told me basically the same account of how Greg Marshall punched Shaq Morris. I've heard it from eight different people. Well, I wouldn't, I think you can take it to the bank. I I know I can. I know I can. I get how other people can't because they didn't hear it. Like I did from eight different people. Anyway. All right. Well, listen, NBA season in the books. Uh, (laughs) We'll have plenty to talk about though over the next few weeks. So uh, stick with us. We've got the NBA draft coming up on November uh, 18th. Yep. College basketball on November 25th. We'll have free agency. Uh, we'll try to land Jared Dudley if he's not too busy partying. Uh, <laughs> he may never leave the bubble. Jared may just stay there. 
So, but we'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll try okay. to get Jared Dudley. Maybe we can get Duncan Robinson on for a return appearance. And uh, Bob, we'll talk next week. All right.